welcome to Are You With Me? with Pastor Tommy Nelson. Each episode, Tommy will be answering questions that have been submitted by people in our congregation about the Bible, about ministry, and how to faithfully walk as a Christian in our day. Pastor Tom, what advice would you give a young person who feels called to ministry? What would I say to a young person who feels called to ministry? I would say uh, that is absolutely wonderful, but uh, there is an agenda. There is an asterisk you need to put on a calling. I like to look at a number of things when a person feels that they are called to ministry. I'll start with the word P. I want to look first at their passion. Do they? You're never talked into going into the ministry. You have a deep longing. Uh, it is a fire in your bosom, uh, Jeremiah said. You are like unvented wine, I believe it was Elihu who said he was like unvented wine and he would explode. Paul said, woe is to me if I do not preach the gospel. Now, there is something in you that burns to be a communicator of the truth. The second P I look for is power. Does the person have the, the talent to do so? Spurgeon said that God uh, is not like Pharaoh. Pharaoh makes you build bricks without straw. God will give you the tools. God will, um, as Paul would speak of, his apostleship, and he says, grace was granted to him to speak forth the mystery of Christ. And so there will be power, uh, preaching, discipleship. Uh, <clears throat> if you're called as, a, as an administrator, it's got to be easy or easier. It's got to come naturally. That's the whole purpose of a spiritual gift. It's an enablement. So I want to know if the person has a talent Generally, the people that are going to tell you to go into the ministry are the people that listen to you. And then thirdly, I want to look for proof. You're not going to tell the multitudes to do what you yourself don't do. I want to see, before a man says, I want to go to seminary, I say to him, where are your men? Who are the men that you are discipling? Who, what are the Bible studies that you are teaching? Where is the Sunday school group that you are ministering to? Show me that you're on the access road going the same speed as the highway so you're not having to go from zero to 60 whenever you start ministry. Uh, it should simply be the uh, culmination of your pre-ministry life that now just begins to go out into the ocean like the uh, mouth of a river. Uh, I also look for another P, the word people. If you can't get along with people, you can't be in the ministry. If you want to be a writer, if you want to be a hermit, if you want to live in a monastery, feel free. But if you're going to communicate to people, you have to love people. Jesus always had to slip away and sneak away to be alone because, as Peter said, the whole world uh, is looking for you. And so Jesus is always surrounded by people, and people are always amazed at how much he loves people. The only one guy in the Bible that it is said, behold, how he loved him, and that's Jesus. So you've got to be able to enjoy human beings. And then another P is the word perseverance. Uh, 
The ministry is something that's done over a lifetime. Uh, you can't have, uh, you know, a little uh, de- desire to do something that fades under pressure. I, I grieve at the number of men that I have taught that have gone to Dallas Seminary and spent thousands and thousands of dollars to get a seminary degree only to quit and to go sell insurance. Now, that's okay if you're selling insurance, if God calls you to be an insurance salesman. But if God called you once upon a time to go to seminary, I've got a real problem with your studying, getting prepared, and then quitting when it gets tough. So you've got to have perseverance. And then I like to look at a P called placement. Can you, do you know your place? To be in ministry, very rarely are you going to start off as a senior pastor. You're going to be in place under another man. And I want to know if you can handle authority. I want to know if you can um, handle authority that is given to you by your being a servant. And so if you're not really a servant, you're not going to be a true Christian leader. You'll be a, a minister in the sense of the Gentiles who love the title of benefactor. You're going to have to be someone that can handle or, or put it like this, someone that can make another man famous and make another man successful. Uh, just to brag on myself, I was the best number two guy that I've ever known. I made a guy named John Flack famous. I made a guy named John McCain famous. I made a guy named Dick Atkinson famous and a guy named Mel Summerall famous and successful. I could serve underneath men. So once I got in a position of authority, I knew what it was to be under somebody. And then another P is the word purity, or perhaps you could call it also personal life, that you can't want to be in the ministry and be eaten up with pornography. You can't be immoral. You can't be of a violent temper. You can't be covetous toward money. You can't be uh, someone that, that uh, his personal life loves power. You can't be someone that constantly gets his way by bullying those around him. Uh, if I want to know if you're called to ministry, let me talk to your wife. Let me talk to those that work around you. Uh, let me see if you're on a police blotter for anything other than going too fast. Uh, I want to look at your personal life. And then the last one uh, would be doctrine. I guess you could call it pedagogy. Whenever you would teach a ped, a child, do you uh, have correct doctrine? Are you solid on inerrancy and creation? We don't need people out there promulgating the world's errors. So I'd like to know if you are in your doctrine. If you can uh, exhort with sound doctrine and refute those who contradict. If you can, like Paul said in Titus, you can hold fast the faithful word. And so... I might also give a word to those who are in ministry. What would you say to a person that's in ministry? 
I would say make sure that uh, you're spending time in the Bible continually. Because if you're not, you're not really a prophet, you're just a parrot. Make sure you're in your Bible. I would say a second thing to a, a young guy, young girl in ministry, is uh, make sure that you're reading, and not just reading fluff, but you're reading the great works that the great men wrote, that you're supplementing your reading by... Uh, I, I love to read on the flow of the evolving of Western thought. Not Western thought, but how it has devolved from Socrates to California. So I like to, to, to read on that. You need to be reading what great men wrote. You need to be uh, conversant in church history and in philosophy and in, and in world history. You know, I visited one time Spurgeon's library at Liberty College when it was at Liberty University, not Liberty University, but uh, Liberty, Missouri. And Spurgeon's library uh, would fill a large room. Uh, you could have a large office inside of his library. The walls were lined with books. There were shelves that were uh, seven feet by ten feet filled with both sides, with books on everything. Astronomy, botany, biology, zoology, uh, the nations, Dickens, Bunyan, uh, his shelves were filled. And so make sure you're reading. And also, never let the ministry eat into your own personal life. When you go home, be home. You don't sell out the people who love you most by those that are going to go to another church when they get a better bass guitar player. You be faithful and love your wife. And another thing I would tell you is make sure that in your preaching that you're growing in your talent. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 4 that uh, your progress should be evident to all. You study or make every effort to show yourself approved as a workman who doesn't need to be ashamed handling accurately the word of truth. And then I would tell you to preach often. Um, I probably, I taught more conferences of junior high, high school, college, singles, couples at every campsite in the state of Texas I've taught. And so teach often and work at your craft. And then I'd say to also make sure that you have stars. Guys, or if you're a woman, girls that are committed, that are more hungry than everybody else that you can put into, and no matter how the rest of your flock does or the crowd that comes and goes, that you can uh, know that there are a few that are going on and doing great things. And to know that the ministry is going to be a failing proposition. Every minister starts off as a post-millennialist. He thinks he's going to bring in the kingdom, and you will rapidly become a pre-millennialist because you're working with sinners. And so don't worry when you see crowds come and go, especially in the American church. No longer do we, make, do we build churches with uh, graveyards outside of them because uh, people don't stay around long enough to die. I can use the same illustration every three years because I've got a brand new church. You say, ah, it shouldn't be that way. Well, that's the way it is. 
And so don't get discouraged when you don't see that you're not going to bring in the kingdom. If you have a question that you would like answered on a future episode, you can send your question to media at dentonbible.org. Also, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can receive a notification when new episodes are up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.